fingers to the bone I never get to go home This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny I work my fingers to the bone I never get to go home This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed I destroyed myself, but you helped Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. In here with me is my co-producer, Jonathan Grissom. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. This podcast is brought to you by yours truly, Brad Biggs from 13th Step Tone Solutions and Jonathan Grissom from More Bands Media. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you guys want to be on the ride and maybe uh, help us out and get this word out of some of the talent we have in this state, if you're a business owner that's around here that is involved with putting on local music, we'd like to help spread the word. So uh, get a hold of us on our Facebook or Instagram, get a hold of either me or Jonathan and, and see what we can do to make something happen. Uh, we got one announcement here, um, especially in the Oklahoma crowds. I know Saliva, the band Saliva has a pretty regular tour route coming through. So I know a lot of people around here are friendly with the band and know the band and go see the band. And I've seen them several times over the years. Uh, Wayne Swinney from the band Saliva passed away from an aneurysm. Uh, I guess it was very sudden. Uh, and uh, he was out on the road when that happened. So we just want to send our condolences to the Saliva camps, the Josie Scott camps, all the all the people that knew them and knew him. And uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. So, uh yeah, it started kind of started on a downer, but you know that's how, that's how it goes, man. People are coming and going all the time in this world, you know. So, uh, and with us today, we got a singer songwriter uh, from Oklahoma, I assume yes, Oklahoma, sir. born and raised, uh, David James McKinney. So, uh, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, I, we were talking a little bit coming in. Like I said, I didn't really get a, a thorough uh, vet on on you and, and everything, but. Uh, you told me that you'd stepped away from music a little bit too, so I'm like, oh, I bet we have a bit of a similar story on that. So yeah. uh, let's just go back and just tell people like where you're from and how how'd you get into this this gig. Yeah, so um, born and raised in Oklahoma, I grew up uh, north of Edmond in Logan County, between Guthrie and Edmond, uh, and I played in bands in high school and then in college, and uh, all the way into my professional career, and then. Um, took a hiatus when I started having kids mm-hmm. and uh, That'll do it. <laughs> between family and professional career. I had to stop trying to record and, and play with my friends and stuff. And then, um, after the pandemic, my life kind of has shifted and I'm just in a place now where music's become, um, my passion project again. And so I, I continue to have a nine to five, but, uh, I've been pushing kind of from more of a grown up perspective, my music stuff and the way I record and the way I promote and the shows that I choose to play all of that. I'm taking a different angle. You mean to tell me that the guy that's supposed to just show up with a bag of money for a new artist on the <laughs> yeah, local did cigar? They, that guy never showed he up. Never for you? showed up with a couple Gosh. of stogies for us to share and yeah. you know sell my soul. That that never did come. <laughs> same, <laughs> same man. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a trip, isn't it? It uh, is. Uh, it gets it gets to be very focused on. Oh shit! This is a. This is a real business. These stories of yeah. piles of cocaine and money all over the place. I'm sure that might have happened at some level at some point in time, but not in central Oklahoma in the, uh, the mid-2000s. It fucking ain't, you know? No. <laughs> True story, that. So we'll t- uh, how did you end up just even getting into 
music in general? Did you come from a music household or just through school or what? Um, there was a girl. Uh, I had a crush on a girl in high school. And uh, the guy that she was friendly with played guitar. And I was like, I could probably do that. And, uh, and you know, pull a fast one and, and then I'll be in, in the limelight of this girl's eye. And uh, so I started playing guitar and... Um, that, that didn't work out. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, girl, girl moved on, and she's uh, she's living life. And uh, but I kept playing guitar. Uh, I found that it was um, it just I don't know. It fulfilled something in my soul and my heart. And um, I love to. I've always been a little bit creative and and love to to make stuff. When I was a kid, I was, uh, wrote poetry and painted and drew and did all this stuff. And so music became kind of where I focused all that energy and. Um, yeah, I just I just ran with it, man. Self-taught or Yeah, I so for me, um I'm kind of uh I don't know, that's kind of my personality to do things on my own. I tried to go to lessons when I was in high school. I went to two or three. <laughs> and I had way more fun just sitting in my room wood shopping it and uh I tell people now, I tell younger players and artists and stuff like do the lessons, find a mentor, make yourself take that pill cuz uh, there's it's taken me so much longer to get where I'm at today i I feel i've been thinking this lately that i i would have got here faster if i had um listened if i'd taken lessons honestly on stuff i i think it uh my achilles heel along with most uh guitar players achilles heels is the theory part of it like that's where i slack as far as the techniques and playing oh yeah yeah, let's just go wing it right and then i got in a recording situation where it's like Get a new little theory. Studio time's running, dude. Yeah. If we say if we call F sharp minor, you better know what the fuck that is, and I don't. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. It's, it, but I mean, I, I've I fumbled my way through it. I mean, I'm I'm I, I would say I'm probably playing best now than I ever have because I kind of the same as far as changing your, may having a more adult perspective of mm-hmm. it, and especially when you have family, kids and all that comes along, mortgages, minivans, all that. It's like <laughs> you got to really you got to move and speak with purpose yeah, and you have to practice. And right. You got to sit I got 30 minutes. I maybe I can play. You get something in, you know. That's where I live, man. I never imagined getting that place as a musician where the efficiency of what I'm doing matters so much, but I'm like that now. Like I have a I have a regular gig uh on Wednesdays and I stack my rehearsal with the band I'm playing with on that same evening so that there's one weeknight a week that I'm away from home stuff. And, um, that's been clutch. It's, it's been making it work. I don't know how I, like, I think about, you know, when I was in my early twenties, like the amount of time that I had to just dick around and record and go down every rabbit hole and be in three bands and like, yeah, let's jam whenever, man. Like that's, that was fun. And I, I love that idea, but, uh, you know, life shifts and, well, and it seems like Happens. no direction. I mean, especially in a band. Band situations are so different than taking, just saying, I'm going to go record some songs and I'm going to go play some songs, my mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Well, band situation, you got other creative. Oh, other people. Other people. It's, it's just, it can be very complicated very quickly. Or, and points. sometimes it's not and it's painless. I have yet to experience that in a band <laughs> situation. Yeah. But. Um, they yeah. exist, and those are the ones that usually can make some level of make it to that next and next and next level. Yeah, but, it's a it's a huge asset when you have that chemistry. Yeah, I and mean, well, I mean, getting five dudes or any five people on board for a singular project uh-huh. away, and they all, they all have family. We all have lives and problems and families, and you got to get everybody 
Yeah. It's not easy. In one accord. <clears throat> it's not easy. It's not. It's it's almost like a, like a management skill. I feel like I could be a good like manager of a startup or something. That's what it feels like in a band at this point is it's like trying to get everybody to have the same energy and uh, assessing people's commitment levels and talking with them and getting a real read. And then, you know, when you're actually in the room doing the practices and booking the shows and stuff, it's like you just, you have to... I don't know. You got to keep track of all the moving parts. It's part of why, like coming back into music, I described sort of that hiatus and then coming back. It it worked really well because I was doing so much solo stuff. Like I had solo recordings. I was booking solo gigs. I have kind of a unique solo setup, and um, you know, doing it that way really made it viable. Um, well, and it helps to uh, from a business mm-hmm. point of view to to be if you're the entity, it's easy to sell you. Mm-hmm. when you're going to meet somebody you know it's yeah. it's like that's kind of I'm, I'm i do the 13th step tone solutions i started my own company too and it's just me mm-hmm. but it's like it's, it's i feel like every time i go out everywhere i am it's like i'm marketing like i'm yeah. i'm on advertisement i'm for sale like even if i'm out at the grocery store if someone comes up and says hey aren't you like i have to yeah. respond in kind you know so it and music is a lot like that too it's like you're going to be the guy up there with the light on him. So it's yeah. like, look, here I am. Like, here's my face. So, it's you. That's, uh, that's exactly it. Band situations can be a little different as far as, cause you, know, you got to photograph a band and then you have to market the band and you have to, it's ah so different. Yeah. All right. So you're doing both though. You're, you're managing to do, you're managing to exist as a, as a singer songwriter entity and as well as in an active band. Yeah. I mean, the band thing is probably this year in the last couple of months. Um, we finally got so pre-pandemic, pre my hiatus. I had a, a four-piece going, and um, when that petered out, I, I've lost track of that drummer. Uh, he's just he's doing his own thing. He's I think he's happy and stuff, but we, we lost track of that guy. So we had to, but I kept contact with uh, the keyboard singer uh, lady and my bass player friend, and then I play guitar and sing. And um, anyway, we had to find a drummer, and so it was that age-old band situation. Where we were looking for a drummer. <laughs> Um, and then we found a guy, I found a guy through fuel, some mutual friends there and Facebook. I can't, I can't remember if you guys were in that loop or not. I can't remember. It might've been the, uh, artist network. I think it was the guy that runs a uh, make Oklahoma weirder. Oh, uh, oh. uh, Electra and, uh, the other guy that runs it, her, I think they're like married or something. Could oh, be. Cool. I'm yeah. not even sure the gender of this person. It was all over online messages and stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I put a shout out on a page and they were like, here's five people or anyway, they helped me with it. And I connected with this guy and then he came to a show and we we're friends now and he's playing drums with us for a couple months. So I say all of that to just uh, qualify. My band situation is um, sort of in, in restart mode. We haven't played a return gig yet, but um, we're getting really close basically. And that's, is that the band you told me on here? Uh, so Tasty the, Bang? Tasty Bang Tasty was Bang. the name that we played on in the past. And I, I it feels like that's what we're going to do this time too. But at the same time, it's like we, we've added another guitar player too. Um, so it's the sound is, is bigger and there's a different drummer um, and there's a different approach. So it's going to be pretty different. We're thinking about, know, this is... I wish that uh, I was coming on here with all concrete, like this is what it is, and here's the website. Ah, you're good, dude. But man, we're we're still kind of building uh, what that is right now. That's where it is today. I'm, hey, we're both in the exact same boat. He starts. He's with More Bands Media, and I'm. I started Thirteen Steps. So this is all just uh, sharing ideas because being in a band is essentially starting a company, 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it takes a shitload of time and effort before you really see anything come out of it. But it's like anything else, you know, you get out of it what you put into it, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, I'm kind of curious as far as your, your walking away point, like what was, what was some of the catalyst for that? Uh, besides having kids and family, was there anything about dealing with just being in the, in, in the whole scene that just turned you off? Um, not exact, not really the scene. Uh, so, um, I could, I could tell you the basics of my, my family was kind of part of it. So, um, my wife and I, we have three kids, and uh, two of them are adopted twins. And um, right before we got placed with those twins, um, we've, we were uh, we were pregnant. Uh, she was pregnant. And so we went from zero to three kids in like Quick. six months real wow. fast. So it was almost like a triplet situation. And our twins are, are um, from hard places. You know, they're adopted, and so they have some special needs and stuff. So... That that was just rocking my oh, <laughs> psyche yeah. in in ways that I didn't anticipate. Add on to that, um, I, honestly, I uh, I was struggling with my own mental health, and I entered into sobriety. Basically, was a big thing. I did that for uh, a couple years, and so between you know going from zero to three kids and uh, the journey of of recovery and sobriety and stuff, um, I just yeah music. Music uh, went on pause, and all those relationships went on pause. And then the pandemic happened, and nobody was, yeah. you know, calling me anyway. And so, um, it was kind of post-pandemic as people started to get out to play again. One of my friends that I graduated high school with, that owns a restaurant, put on his face his personal Facebook page. He was like, "Hey, I have a patio, and my guy canceled. Does anybody I know on here like want to do a patio gig? Real, you know, whatever casual." And I was like, "I used to do that stuff all the time, and it was always fun." I don't have anything going on on this set. It was just like, it was like the universe was telling yeah. me. And so I, I pulled up my solo setup and I went and played out at Moni's uh, for John Foster at, at his restaurant. And um, and it was awesome. And I, I just like it rekindled. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm going to book this other place and I'm going to I'm gonna make a, an EP. And, and it just it went and went and went. And it felt so amazing. Uh, so talking about the hiatus, like oh. that's probably the, the story of it. I'm similar vein uh i had my son and i i had just really i had some bad experiences just being in a band and dealing with all that and like god if it's this bad at the entry level like how bad does it get when you get to the next and the next and the next (laughs) but a big one too was uh having a kid and then uh i only within the last three three years or so really got off the sauce yeah. and that was a big that was a big distraction for me and sure. on the other side of it now wanting to get on to like possibly promoting and and doing this thing what we're doing we're trying to build a network um i still play the guitar i'm happy to do writing and recording but i don't know if i want to be in a in an active playing band because yeah. walking into bars is very it's uncomfortable for me yeah i and get it's, that it's i don't know it's just Walls go up, and it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel good in here. Yeah, man, <clears throat> I feel you. But it is what it is, I guess. It's it's, it's a part of just growing up and and yeah. taking a different perspective of what you want to do. You know, it's uh, growth, man. That's uh, what it felt like for me. I know, it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's just wearing the edges down. Well, um. So is there differences like as far as uh between the band type 
sound and your I know you're an acoustic singer songwriter mm-hmm. and the band you said it's a fuller more sound is is it more rock based is it still more in that vein of uh, maybe Americana I guess I'd call it yeah I think the band gets pretty far away from Americana it's probably more something that I do in my solo material um, I always play electric in our band situation and um, Mary Sumner's play uh, Sumner plays uh, keyboards and, and trumpet and sings and stuff and she comes from ska bands. And uh, she listens to all kinds of music, and so she can listen to Lumineers and you know Americana type stuff with me. But uh, you know when she sits down to write, she's almost, she's got a different flavor that she produces. And uh, anyway, like the the other like Dan Dan comes Dan's stuff tends to come out like bluesy and stoner rock and Queens and Stone Age that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, the band material definitely to me sounds different than the stuff that I produce in my solo uh, project. But uh, it is all still my voice, and I do. I probably do the majority of the writing of the songs in in uh, t- or I did in Tasty Bang. We're still figuring out who like what the writing process looks like in our new incarnation. So that's probably the biggest commonality. It's like the writing, uh, but the instrumentation's pretty different. I would describe Tasty Bang and my band stuff more as a rock thing, and then uh, what I do solo acoustic and stuff more is a- a- acoustic Americana. Yeah. Folky. Well, I'm telling you, man. Since the last few years, I've I've really taking a, a focus on songwriters that I probably would have just thrown away when I was a metalhead. Like, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, it's, uh, now I'm, I'm really trying to gather people around to maybe even put on an acoustic singer songwriter show. Shout yeah. out to Nikki Jackson. Uh, Hell yeah. See if we can get something working. But, uh, Let's let's listen to a couple of your tunes here. We'll do the we'll do the ones that you sent us for the recording first that are that are recorded, and then okay. uh, we'll hook up your old guitar and see if we can get a awesome. thing going. Oh, that sounds fun. Cool, man. <laughs>
Exactly what I need in Fanaran. Or was that, did I say that right? It's Fanaran. Fanaran. God. <laughs> You're right. so close. Uh, well, uh, one that, that got me was exactly what I need. I like that, how that comes together. I like the riff or the chords. I like the structure. So oh, man, tell me about you. how that one came together. Yeah. So um, exactly what I need was my last single. And um, the writing of it came together from that central riff. I just, you know, I like to sit down with a guitar and find something that uh, is engaging. So I was playing with that. And I started to think, honestly, that's probably the only one that I've written so far about uh, parenthood, really. That's kind of where it started in my own, like, heart and soul. It's like trying to tap into, like, a feeling and then write about it. Um, and I, you know, anybody that, that is a parent or that relates to that ethos, like, it's hard. <laughs> and sometimes you feel like uh, yeah. the little little person uh, is is difficult, and you know you don't you don't want this. You know it's it's hard to always just love every minute of being a parent. And so it was like this this uh, affirmation gift from the universe saying, you know, my my kid is exactly what I need, and it, and the universe sort of knows that. And so that's that's sort of where it came from. And then I was just kind of riffing on. Um, some imagery that I had in like journals and, and kind of piecing it together. So it's a little abstract in totality. So I think you could probably interpret it a few different ways. Well, that's the, that's the goal, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Well, certainly. <laughs> and so, um, 
but that's where um, you know I came from when I was writing it. And I'm trying to think if like musically there is anything I was trying to try to channel. Um, I just I love simplistic stuff. Uh, I recorded the drums off of a, a new toy at the time. I was super excited about a piece of studio uh, equipment called a machine. And uh, I just I had this huge uh, bed of of samples and stuff, and I built it huge. Like originally, that song had synths and all kinds of crazy stuff, and then I like whittled it down, whittled it down. And every time I took something away, I was like, that that sounds more like what I'm going for. And uh, so that's how the recording kind of came together. Cool. What about the next one, Phaneron? Yeah, so Phaneron. Um, so I referenced, um, you know, in our intro, kind of my story, my hiatus, and then coming back to music. In the course of that, uh, I did a lot of uh, reading of philosophy and, and investigating, soul-searching. You know, I kind of came up in an evangelical Christian tradition, and uh, I've come away from that in a lot of big ways. Um, and so and opened my, my mind to other approaches and stuff. And during one of my trips with that, uh, I was reading about um, this uh, philosopher named Charles Pierce, who actually coined the term Fanron, Um to mean basically it's like the entire world around you that you're aware of at any given moment and uh he has a whole framework and conceptualization of it but i love that word and i loved just having a handle for like my conscious experience like in a single little word and so writing that song um that's what it was about it's sort of like existential frustration i think when i when i introduce that song on like an open mic and i have five seconds to sort of say what's it about david like this is about existential frustration and sort of coping with that. That's interesting. Uh, I went. I did I had the same phase going when I had to step away from the booze. Oh yeah, uh, man. Meditations was the first. I've I read that when I was younger, when I was in high school, and it you know kind of went it, well over your head. <laughs> but even the pieces you can pull out of it at that age, there's there's no context to it yeah. yet. You have to you have to keep revisiting that one and i did mm-hmm. around that time and i'm really glad i did because a lot of it made way more sense and and was able to, i was able to actually apply it yeah that's as far awesome, as, and at risk of sounding like woo wooey um <laughs> i came up in a, a, a lutheran and uh, oh, i got yeah. away from that too but yeah. uh i don't know sometimes it's like that old saying uh Sometimes you find yourself in the middle of the woods, and sometimes in the middle of the woods you find yourself. <laughs> I had one of those kind of moments, like you know. That. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's all going, but I'm I'm just trying to keep the thing going. So that's cool, man. Um, that's uh, you want to? What do you got over there? You got that? You got, I got a, a little Martin. It's a, a Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's. A, I might have to play it a little bit, but do. Uh, let's get you set up. And uh, okay. what's the songs you want to play live here? Uh, should have thought about that um i do a pretty good job playing um a song called through i do a little little story about that and uh i might play either i need you or control would be the two all right well we'll pause her and get you mic'd up here okay does this have all right all right what what do we got going on there well boys i'm gonna play us a song here this is a, a song i wrote during the pandemic about uh persevering through hard stuff i work in a in a hospital it's my day job and um it's pretty hard (laughs) and um anyway so this is just about pushing through hard things really it's it's called through all right so just take it away then
my guilt and shame What's the use in that? Gotta start where you're at Remember what you've been through, baby Gotta make it do And you got to go Remember what you got Gotta remember what you've been through, baby Gotta make it do And you got to go through Yeah, gotta go through Woo. Tyler Hammer is what you are for me. I shout out on Santa every time I see you. Well, got to give credit where credit is due. Gotta thank the Lord just for making you. Cause you're getting me through. Yeah, you're getting me through. Hot damn. That was good, man. Thanks, man. It was a good time. Had me ha- bobbing my head over here. Shit. Appreciate it. Appreciate All it. All right, man. What was that called again? That's called Through. Through. That's on that EP, Fanaron, that I put out in 22. All righty. So what are you thinking up next? Um, I would like to play uh, Control, I think. Control? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm gonna just just go into it and then we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Sounds good. Why won't you tell me where you're going late at night? Cause when I tell you. It always dies a fight Won't you stand with me My only one Well you don't know Baby No you don't know what I've done Walking out the door now, lover 
That was good, dude. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, really control. Nice. I got to be honest with you. We listened to that, uh, the recorded version, the duet. Yeah, yeah. I think I like your version in here better. Oh, shit. Uh, I really do. Uh, the well, You've had a little gravel on your voice on that one. I was like, this is good. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the, the Bradford pears are just kicking my ass, basically. <laughs> that, that was brought to you by our good friend Allergies. Allergies. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of that. <laughs> Well, well that's, that's sweet. Thank you. Tell us about it, man. Um, yeah. How did that one come to fruition? So control. Um, control is kind of about uh, relationships, and uh, it's old. So, like, it's hard for me to almost remember. But um, it's kind of a – well, it's about infidelity, like, in, in a, a couple that is struggling with that and um, issues of uh, running around and then you have an argument with your – you know, your significant other and you get fixated on, I think it's about this. And then you're, then you're just button heads. And to me, it's about, um, it's about really thinking that, you know, like you go into an argument with your significant other and you're like, you feel like you have the high ground and you know what, you know, what's what, and you're going to lay it down or whatever. And then you get in there and you're like, we're all just, it's <laughs> like, we have no idea. And this is inside. You're like, Oh crap. I'm, I'm humbled and I'm, I'm just on my heels and then you get out of it and you're looking at it and it's like, anyway, that's kind of where, where it comes from as far as the writing. Um, and kind of the same as the, um, exactly what I need on the riff. It was just a little noodle that I, I thought was something. And then we, you know, meditated on lyrics for a while and put it out. We put that out, gosh, 2014 or 15 with tasty bang okay. as a duet with Mary at the time. I uh, recorded it with my friend Dustin Drew in his home studio. So how does it do do uh do do lyrics kind of form first for you or is it a riff and then cuz I know you said you we wrote poetry and stuff so Yeah. Um it varies pretty widely. Um I usually I get stems a lot and I kind of have notebooks and I have files on my computer and voice memos on my phone of um 
one or the other of, of a, a riff or some chords and then words. But to me, it's almost like, um, I have to have the whole idea of the song. It's like, they kind of have to gel. Like I don't think of a riff as a song until it has lyrics on it. And I don't think of lyrics as a song. So it's almost like, you know, people, that's a classic. It's a good question. It's a classic question in these, in these settings. Um, and I've always thought that to myself that like, well, it's not really a song until you have both of them. So I have stacks of each. Yeah. I pull some from each and sometimes I'll mix and match. Like I've got a couple songs that have evolved a few times because I came up, I decided I liked different words and, uh, or a different riff behind it. And some of them changed pretty radically over the, over the years. Yeah. Uh, well, it's in your whole perspective does like if you're revisiting something that you wrote when you were 27 and now you're 37 at 10 years. I mean, you've, that's one thing I struggle with. Lyrics is something words, which is weird because I can speak fine, but <laughs> when trying to relay something like a deep topic, it's, it, it can be, mm-hmm. it can be difficult, you know? So as far as, uh, wanting to shop around like where are you at in the process because i mean as far as songwriting rehearsing and then you shop around for a studio or whatever I, um where are you at kind of at with that yeah i mean i've got a um a stack of songs that i i want to record um but i'm kind of i've been contemplating trying to do it in the way that i have in the past but i'm, I'm excited about the idea of uh working with other people and my the band that i'm sort of reuniting with is excited to write and play and uh, I'm hoping to get into a good studio um, we've recorded with the ACM uh, at UCO with some of their students before yeah. they have a really nice pro studio down in Bricktown it's where we made our, our best uh, most professional sounding recordings and I can't remember who we had master them Kevin uh, dang it I want to say it's Kevin Lively it's the name of the guy he's involved with ACM and some other stuff but um Anyway, I love the way that those turned out. I want to work with people who are professional in it on our next ones. That's my aspiration. Well, I know we've um, and we've had Steve Boaz with uh, Breathing Rhythm on. I think they're here in Norman. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we've talked with Trent Bell. May, have you talked with him at all? I've, I think I've talked with him, at least yeah. interacted with him. But uh, And uh, the So Far Sounds, um, have, are you familiar with them? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know so far. Um, how can we help? How can we help? I mean, as far as uh, maybe getting this out there, and I guess we can just we can tag them personally on the episode. Steve is with Systeria. Yeah. And I know they're gearing up to play Norman Music Fest, so I don't know how his availability, but I can definitely throw some stuff over there and see what shakes up. I mean, yeah. If anybody bites and you know is like, oh, you got to get with this, or if, you know, I. I would love to find somebody that I feel like I, I jive with. And I, I have emailed um, Trent Bell in the past, like years ago. Um, and then it and then we ended up going a different direction or whatever. But I'd like to reconnect with him um, for maybe some recording. But I'm open to other folks, too, if anybody is interested in it. You know, we're going to be doing like a 90s-influenced uh, indie rock type of album as sort of or EP or whatever it ends up being. That's the goal. Um and then with so far, they're a great networking organization. They kind of, you know, they do these live pop-up shows, and I've done a couple of them now. Um, so yeah, I'd love to shout out them in the co- context of this. Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll tag them up there. They're one of I think they're one of the people that are consistently liking our our show. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah. Well, Alyssa uh, <laughs> Alyssa Danley is the she's the Oklahoma City agent for the group, and she is a sweet sweet soul. And I'd, I'd shout out Alyssa too. 
Sweet. I'll do it. <laughs> um, well, all right. Uh, as far as wrapping it up, I mean, is uh, where are you planning on going? Maybe um, summer, fall, into the end of the year. You got any yeah. stuff coming up that we can we can put up there? Sure. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to be playing as part of the Oklahoma City Arts Festival um, on their Saturday of that week. I think it's the 29th. 29th I got yeah. Um, I'll be on the main stage in the afternoon at 2 p.m. is what's planned. And then that night, uh, I'll roll down to Bricktown. We'll play at JJ's. And hopefully with the Arts Fest in town, we'll have us a good old time. Uh, good old JJ's Alley in Bricktown. Um, I'm also playing Timbers Brewery on the 21st. Before that, I do Wednesday nights in at Fuel Bar in, in Bricktown. And then um, I, uh, I'm working on, I think it's going to happen in June. I'm going to go back out to Denver uh, and play. I did a string of shows through Denver, Utah, and New Mexico in January. And I'm going to try and do another outing and hit uh, Globe Hall on a, I think they're on Colfax in Denver. I'm still learning Denver, but that's probably going to be later in the summer and I'll probably get some other shows around that. Nice. I also have the 27th for American Solera. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, where's that at? That's in Edmond. That's part of their icebox project on the uh, West side of the tracks of, of downtown Edmond. Um, it's a really awesome group. I think the people that, and I think they're, I think they're a brewery. Um, they, they do their, their own, beer and there's there's some other stuff i don't fully understand the icebox thing but it's like a great place to go and I'm, I'm, they have food and they have drinks and they're doing live music um and they seem like really cool people i think there's some musicians uh that are in the management or the, the whatever the guy that i booked with was very much like relating to me as a musician and stuff so there's some rad people i'm excited for that one too absolutely i I've, I've seen the like the brewery show market Oh my gosh! Is really becoming a thing. Like I, we, I, I went to high school with the guys that run uh, or own Vanessa House Brewery. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like, yeah, they have a weekly show up there too in their in their brew house. And I noticed mm-hmm. it's not a that's a common thing. You know, that's a oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's Vanessa House, Cross Timbers, Core Four, Frenzy. Those are all the places I play. Um, I mean, I've, I've played other ones too, but like those guys, it's such a it's such a good environment too because people are there for craft beer. You know, they're sort of discerning consumers and they're not there to like just rage on yeah, some yeah. some high proof liquor or, you know, whatever. They're there to kind of just have a relaxing night out. And I mean, yeah, I've I've built a lot of the following that I have, the 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 little <laughs> fledgling following that I've built in the last year has been people from those brewery shows. So I'm Way grateful for them. Shout out to all those folks. Yeah, personal shout out to Andrew, Zach, oh, yeah, Justin, House. all those guys at yeah. Vanessa House. Uh, great, great, place. great dudes, man. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Anything else you want to hit before we get out of here? <laughs> uh, I think that covers it. I so appreciate you guys and and everyone that listens. Uh, this community is is so beautiful. Uh, the year that I've come back into music, I've been inspired and humbled, and um, I just love stuff like this. So thank you for having me on. Uh, Brad, John, you guys are the best. Awesome. Thanks for being out here, man. Um, I just want to give one thing out. We got next month, we have Norman Music Festival coming up right here in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, I don't know everybody listening to this, if y'all came last year, but uh, they've changed it up quite a bit as far as your previous memories. And now it's mm-hmm. that's a full-on production, man. I mean, they did a really good job. And this year, it looks like it's going to be... Uh, pretty much the same as far as like the routing of it but the the bands aren't as many so it seems like maybe they're not trying to cram everything all and mm. just it, it, a little too much but i know megan marlene's opening up the first day 
Sisteria is on there. There's uh, go online and check them all out. There's a ton of bands, and it's a three day ordeal. And uh, also, the Resonators also playing gigs before they open up the main stage outside of their door. And a band called Cedars from, I want to say Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. but awesome. Texas, where they're in Texas, they're coming up and visiting yeah. us, and, and they're going to put on a gig for us. So come on out, check it out. You won't have a bad time. Jonathan, if people want to help us out, how can they do that? So uh, the Local Earshot Podcast, we are a value for value podcast. What that means is that we work on three tenants. It's uh, time, talent, and treasure. So uh, whenever people listen to a show or if you go online and you become part of our social media groups, we have a public group and then we have a private group. I'm probably going to be closing down the private group pretty soon, but um, but we have a public Facebook group that you can join and just uh, go on there and share like um, and listen to music and just uh, be involved in the community. Uh, and then, um, you know, just liking our social media pages helps us out because at some point we can actually like monetize them. But if we don't have enough uh, followers or anything, then it, it doesn't allow you to do any of that stuff with uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, and then talent, if you're an artist and you want to be on the show, then you can reach out to me at john at the local um, or Brad on our Instagram page, local earshot, and we can try to get you scheduled to come on an episode and talk about music and um and that's open to anybody that's inside the music industry or inside just you know music artists in general and then uh, as for treasure uh we have three tiers it's uh there's the le fan which is a five dollar um, contribute to the show uh, producers that do 25 or sorry 20 dollars or more become what they call an la uh, or le rocker uh, and then if they if they donate a uh, hundred um, any any given time over a period of time or just all at once, then you become an Ellie rock star uh, status and you get special privileges at shows and stuff when you come out whenever we start putting on shows. Um, there's many ways to do that. We have Cash App, we have Venmo, we have uh, crypto. Um, so um, and I'm I'm probably gonna be updating a lot of that stuff coming up pretty soon because we had our website crash and so I'm probably gonna be doing a lot of changes to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So thank you for listening. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye.